ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء اتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار مرحبا بكم جميعا أهلا وسهلا We continue with the explanation of the 40 hadith of Al-Imam Al-Nawwi رحمه الله تعالى and we are still with the hadith of Jibreel alayhi salam and we arrive to the statement of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when Jibreel requested that the prophet inform him about the signs of the day of judgment faqala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam wa antara الحفاه العرى العالى رياء الشاء يتطاولون في البنيان The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned another sign from the signs of the day of judgment the first sign that the woman or the slave girl gives birth to her master and then the second sign that he mentioned that you see the barefooted uh, naked sheep herders competing in the construction of tall buildings and what this means is that in the ahlul badia like the bedouins those who will be upon the outskirts of the city individuals who are normally poor individuals who are not that advanced there will come a time when these individuals will be the ones who are competing in the construction of tall buildings and other wordings it mentions that there will come a time when these individuals they will be the heads of the people they will be the leaders of the people and what's intended here is that there's going to come a time when you see in areas which is normally desert land now has become land where people are building and we see this in the likes of places in the middle east where not so long ago these areas were destitute or barren poor areas and then now we go there some of these areas are areas where people go for tourism and other than that this is from the signs of the hour and the scholars they have uh, mentioned that this affair of the construction of tall buildings and they cut يكون محرما وقد يكون مكروها. It's possible 
that the matter is prohibited and it's possible that it can be something that is disliked. If it entails the wasting of wealth, the wasting of wealth, and then there's no benefit coming out of that, then the wasting of wealth is prohibited in Al-Islam. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned regarding Allah Azza wa Jal, وَكَرِهَا لَكُمْ ثَلَاثٍ قِيلَ وَقَالْ وَكَثْرَةَ السُّعَالِ وَإِضَاءَةَ الْمَالِ That Allah, He dislikes for you, it was said and He said, and He gossip, excessive questioning, and the wasting of wealth. Also, you have the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned لَا تَقُومُ السَّعَى حَتَّى يَتَبَاهَ النَّاسِ فِي الْمَسَاجِدِ That the hour will not be established until the people, they compete in relation to the masajid. So now you have individuals building humongous, lavish masajid for the purpose of competing not for the purpose of the ibadah of Allah Azza wa Jal. If the person's intent behind building a magnificent, great, lavish masjid is to compete and say, this is my masjid and my masjid looks better than your masjid and the likes, then this is prohibited for this is from ar-riyah, this is from showing off. And this is not something that is done for the sake of Allah. If you go back to the hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned, man bana lillahi masjidan. That whoever builds for Allah, not build for the purpose of bragging or competing, whoever builds for Allah a masjid, then Allah will build for him a house in the paradise. Now, there's another narration. Where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he mentioned that Zakhrifunaha Kama Zakhrafatil Yahud wan Nasara. Rather, this is the statement of Abdullah bin Abbas. Abdullah bin Abbas he said that you will beautify them, meaning the masajid, just as the Yahud and the Nasara beautify their places of worship. As we know, the masjid, barakallah fikum, should be again a place that is for worship. And the masjid is not a tourist attraction. The masjid is not a museum. The masjid is for the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when people go to build masjid, they have to make sure that their intentions are pure. And they have to make sure that what they do is what is needed for the masjid, for the people to worship Allah, and not be extravagant and go too far in the beautification of the masjid. So the Prophet ﷺ, he mentions here two signs in relation to the signs of the Day of Judgment. And these are two signs from many signs. For these are not the only signs of the Day of Judgment. And you have that which is known as Ashratu Sa'a al-Sugra and Ashratu Sa'a al-Kubra. You have the small signs of the Day of Judgment. And then you have the major signs of the Day of Judgment. And just want to go over some of them from the authentic narrations on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. From the signs of the Day of Judgment is the coming of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself. And the Prophet Sallallahu he mentioned, I have been sent 
And then he put his fingers like this. I have been sent, meaning close to the hour, like this. So the coming of the Prophet ﷺ himself is one of the signs of the Day of Judgment is coming. As the Prophet ﷺ is the last Prophet and, the last prophet and Messenger. His Ummah is the 70th Ummah and the last. There are no more nations to come. We are the last of the nations. And the Prophet ﷺ is the seal of the prophets and messengers. There are no more prophets coming after Prophet Muhammad sallallahu so This is a sign that the day of judgment is near. As for the return of Isa alayhi salam, Isa's return is a sign from the signs of the day of judgment, but he's not coming back as a prophet and messenger with a new message, with a new book. Rather, his return will be one as a follower of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he would judge by the Quran, and judge by the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned regarding the hour. Being near his death, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the death of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the greatest calamity that has struck this ummah. And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he informed us that whenever we go through a difficulty or a hardship that we should remember the difficulty and hardship that we have gone through due to his death. And how was his death from the signs? Because the Prophet mentioned that after him there will come things, meaning after his death. So once he died, then those matters will start to appear. And when these matters appear, it's just an indication of the truthfulness of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And one narration he says, Moti. He said, Count six matters that are right before the hour. And the first thing he mentioned, my death. My death. And then he mentioned, Thumma Fatih Bayt al Maqdis. And then the conquering of Jerusalem. It's one of the signs of the hour. We have another narration. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Inna bayna yadayi sa'a fitanan kakata'i layli al-mudlim yusbihu al-rajulu fiha mu'minan wa yumsi kafiran wa yumsi mu'minan wa yusbihu kafiran al-qa'id fiha khayrun min al-qa'im wal-mashi fiha khayrun min al-sa'i the Prophet sallallahu he stated that before the hour there will be trials and tribulations that will afflict the Muslims. And they will be similar to the portion of the dark night, meaning they will be widespread. How when nighttime comes, the nighttime spreads over the sky. Likewise, these trials and tribulations will come and spread over the ummah. The Prophet sallallahu he mentioned that during these trials and tribulations, you'll find that a man, he will wake up in the morning as a believer. But then when he goes to bed at night, he has disbelieved by the end of the day. Or the person, the person will wake up in the morning as a believer, and then when he goes to bed at night, he's a disbeliever. Or the opposite, that the person will go to bed as a believer, but then in the morning when he wakes up, he's a disbeliever. Meaning this how severe the trials and tribulations will be, that the people will lose their religion. It will be that severe, that the people will lose their religion in one day. 
This is from the signs of the hour where you find people not holding on to their religion. And then the Prophet, he mentioned that the one who is sitting down during these trials and tribulations, he's better than the one who is standing. And the one who is standing or the one who is walking during these trials and tribulations is better than the one who is rushing or running in these trials and tribulations. Another narration, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, إِنَّهُ لَمْ يَكُنْ نَبِيٌ قَبْلِي إِلَّا كَانَ حَقًّا عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يُدُلَّ أُمَّتَهُ عَلَى خَيْرِ مَا يَعْلَمُهُ لَهُمْ وَنُذِرَهُمْ شَرَّ مَا يَعْلَمُهُ لَهُمْ وَإِنَّ أُمَّتَكُمْ هَذِهِ جُعِلَ عَافِيَتُهَا فِي أَوَّلِهَا وَسَيُصِيبُ آخِرَهَا بَلَاءٌ وَأُمُورٌ تُنْكِرُونَهَا the Prophet ﷺ, he said, There was no prophet who came before me except that it was the duty and the responsibility of that prophet to direct his nation to the good that he knew for them and to warn them from the evil. So this is the duty and responsibility of every prophet and messenger to teach the people what's correct and to warn them against that which can be harmful to them, their religion, their worldly affairs. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said that indeed this ummah of yours, this nation of yours, its safety is in the first part. Its safety is in the first part. Meaning that those first generations of Muslims following their way, that's where the safety is at for the Muslim. For the first generations of Muslims, they are the best of the Muslims. As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, خَيْرٌ nas qarni. That the best of the people is my generation and then those who follow and then those who follow them. So if we hold on to the religion and practice the way the Prophet ﷺ he practiced and the Sahaba they practiced and those who follow them, this is where the safety of the Muslim is. And the last of the Ummah, they will be afflicted with trials and tribulations and affairs that you reject. And then the fitna will come. And then the fitna will come. وَتَجِيءُ الْفِتْنَةِ فَيَقُولَ الْمُؤْمِنِ هَذِهِ مُهْلِكَتِي He said, then the fitna will come and it will be so severe that the person will say, this is going to destroy me. ثُمَّ تَنْكَشِفْ And then it will leave. وَتَجِيءُ الْفِتْنَةِ فَيَقُولَ الْمُؤْمِنِ هَذِهِ هَذِهِ Then another fitna will come after that. And then he's going to say, okay, this is the one that's going to destroy me. So from the signs of the Day of Judgment is that the Muslim will be get tested. One test after another. One test after another. But it's for the Muslim to remain focused and firm upon the religion. And know that the test will come and then it will leave. And then another test will come and then it will leave. And then another test will come and then it will leave. And this is how the affair will be until you die. This is how Allah as a wajal decreed it to be. So the Prophet says, فَمَنْ أَحَبَّ أَنْ يُزَحْزَحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَيَدْخُلَ الْجَنَّةِ فَالْتَأْتِهِ مَنِيَّتُهُ وَهُوَ يُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ Therefore, whoever wants to be kept far away from the hellfire and enter into the paradise, then let death, his death, come to him while he believes in Allah on the last day. Meaning, although these trials and tribulations are taking place, if you want to be kept away from the fire and you want to enter into the paradise, then... Don't die except that you are believing in Allah on the last day. I mean, don't give up your religion due to the test and the trials and the tribulations. Don't turn away from Allah because times get rough. This is a part of Allah's sunnah in testing mankind. And let this individual treat the people in the manner that he loves to be treated. This is very important uh, instructions uh, from the Prophet Wasallam. How we are to behave in these days and times. Another narration 
the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, بَارِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ فِتَنًا كَكَتَعِ اللَّيْلِ الْمُظْلَمِ يُسْبِحُ رَجُلُ مُؤْمِنًا وَيُمْسِ كَافِرًا أو يُمْسِ مُؤْمِنًا وَيُسْبِحُ كَافِرًا كَافِرًا يَبِعُ دِينَهُ بِعَرَضٍ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, hasten to do good deeds. Rush to do good deeds. Because there's going to come a time of trials and tribulations that's similar to the portion of the dark night. And during these trials and tribulations, the man will wake up a believer and go to sleep as a disbeliever, or go to sleep as a believer and wake up as a disbeliever. He will sell his religion for a small portion of this world. So now you see from the other narration, one of the causes of people going astray in the latter times. And that is the life of this world, the dunya. The dunya. The dunya is a fitna. There's some lines of poetry. The poet he said, A dunya wa iblis wa nafsi wal hawa kayfa khulasu wa kulluhum a'dai. I have the life of this world, iblis. My own soul and the desires all against me. So how can there be any refuge when all of these four are my enemies? So the dunya, barakallah fikum, it can be an enemy to you. Because it takes a person away from the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if the person is not careful. If the person makes the dunya the most important aspect of his life, it will lead him astray. It will lead him astray. There is a statement regarding the dangers of this dunya. And that statement is, اِحْذَرُوا دَارَ الدُّنْيَا فَإِنَّهَا أَسْحَرُوا من هاروت وماروت فإنهما يفرقان بين المرء وزوجه والدنيا تفرق بين العبد وربه سبحان الله بحمده Some of the early generations of Muslims they said be aware of the life of this world for indeed the life of this world is more magical than the magic that هاروت وماروت came with for indeed, the magic that Harut and Marut came with, it caused separation between a man and his wife. Whereas the dunya separates between the servant and his lord. The dunya separates between the servant. So what's worse? For, that's right, a servant being separated from his lord is more severe and worse than a man being separated from his wife. So the dunya, barakallah fikum, one has to be very careful. So in the times of trials and tribulations, one of the ways to remain safe is by busying oneself with doing good. Being productive. Focusing on his worship. And not being distracted by... The glamour and the glitter of this dunya. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, مِنْ أَشْرَاتِ السَّاعَةِ أَنْ يَقِلَّ الْعِلْمِ وَيَظْهَرَ الْجَهْلِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that from the signs of the hour, is that the knowledge will decrease. And ignorance will be prevalent and apparent amongst the people. When the knowledge decreases, and we see like widespread ignorance, this is a sign that the day of judgment is near. So it's important, barakallah fikum, that the people strive to learn their religion and to protect themselves from being from amongst the ignorant, as ignorance is a sickness. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stated, إِنَّ الشِّفَاءَ الْعِيَ السُّؤَالُ That indeed the cure for ignorance is the question. 
So ignorance being widespread amongst the people, this is from the signs of the day of judgment. Another narration, the Prophet sallallahu he stated, that indeed from the signs or that which will take place right before the day of judgment are days in which ignorance will come down and knowledge will be raised up. And how is the knowledge removed? The knowledge is removed by the death of the scholars. As the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَقْبِضُ الْعِلْمِ إِنْتِزَاعًا يَنْتَزِعُهُ مِنَ الْعِبَادِ That Allah does not take away the knowledge just by taking it away from the servants. وَلَكِنْ يَقْبِضُ الْعِلْمِ بِقَبْدِ الْعُلَمَاءِ However, Allah removes the knowledge by way of the death of the scholars. حَتَّى إِذَا لَمْ يُبْقِ عَالِمًا وَلَمْ يَبْقَ عَالِمٌ until the point comes when he does not leave any scholar to remain, or no scholar remains. The people would then take ignorant people as their leaders. So these individuals would be asked about matters of the religion. They would give religious, religious fatawa, religious verdicts without knowledge. So they are astray, leading other people astray. So this is how the knowledge will be taken away by the death of the scholars and then people taking the ignorant ones as their leaders. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned لا تقوم الساعة حتى لا يقال في الأرض الله الله that the hour will not be established until it is no longer said on the earth Allah Allah. The scholars they say or Ibn Kathir he says في معنى هذا الحديث قولان there are two statements regarding the meaning of this hadith أحدهما he says one of the meanings is that No one will rebuke evil No one will rebuke evil So a person if he sees someone doing evil He will not say anything Everybody turns a blind eye No one commanding the right and forbidding the wrong this is how times have become. No one stands up for justice. This is from the signs of the hour. And then the people, they say, well, that's not my affair, that's not my business. You see someone being oppressed, you have the ability to stop the oppression. You don't do anything, you don't say anything. And even some people, they don't even hate it in their heart. As the Prophet sallallahu mentioned, مَنْ رَأَ مِنْكُمْ مُنْكَرَى فَلْيُغَيِّرْهُ بِيَدِهِ فَإِن لَمْ يَسْتَتِعْ فَبِلِسَانِهِ فَإِن لَمْ يَسْتَتِعْ فَبِقَلْبِهِ وَذَلِكَ أَضْعَفُ الْإِيمَانِ That whoever from amongst you sees an evil, then let him change it with his hands. I mean, if he has the ability to, then it's not going to lead to a greater harm. Let him change it with his hands. If he can't, then let him change it with his tongue. If he can't, then let him hate it in his heart. And that's the weakest of iman, meaning in relation to these three matters, at the least... Is hating the evil that you see that you can't change with your hand or with your tongue. There's a narration that says, فَيَبْقَى فِيهَا عَجَاجًا لَا يَعْرِفُونَ مَعْرُوفًا وَلَا يُنْكِرُونَ مُنْكَرًا That the people who will be left on the face of the earth or the people who will remain are like the lowest of the people. يعني مَنْ لَا خَيْرُ فِيهِ this is what's meant by ajaja. Man la khair fihi. Al aradil. The lowest of the people. These individuals don't know what good is and they do not rebuke any evil. 
So that's one of the meanings. Al-Qawl al-Thani, Hatta la yuthkarullah fil The other meaning is that Allah Azawajal will not be mentioned on the earth at all. لا يعرف اسمه فيها. His name will not be known. وذلك عند فساد الزمان. And this is when the time will become corrupted. And there will be there will be كثرة الكفر والفسوق والإسيان. There will be an abundance of disbelief, corruption, and disobedience to Allah widespread. Now. We already covered the narration regarding that the hour will not be established until the people they will compete in the construction of the masajid and bragging and boasting about that. We have another narration on the authority of Abi Huraira radiallahu an. Qala baynama an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi majlis yuhaddithu al-qawm ja'ahu a'rabiyun فقال متى الساعة فمضى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يحدث فقال بعض القوم سمع ما قال فكره ما قال وقال بعضهم بل لم يسمع حتى إذا قضى حديثه فقال أين أراه السائل عن الساعة فقال ها أنا يا رسول الله فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم فَإِذَا ضُيِعَتِ الْأَمَانَ فَانْتَظِرِ السَّعَةِ قَالَ كَيْفَ إِضَاعَتُهَا قَالَ إِذَا بُسِدَ الْأَمْرُ إِلَى غَيْرِ أَهْلِهِ فَانْتَظِرِ السَّعَةِ Abu Huraira, he mentioned that one day the Prophet ﷺ was in a sitting speaking to the people and then a better one came meaning like from the desert and he said, when is the day of judgment? when is the hour? So the Prophet ﷺ continued to talk. He didn't respond to the questioner. So some of the people said, the Prophet ﷺ, he heard the question, but he disliked that he asked that type of question. When is the hour? Because again, the Prophet, he doesn't know when the hour is. And some of the Sahaba, they said, the Prophet ﷺ didn't hear him. So after the Prophet ﷺ finished his speech, he said, where is the questioner who asked about the hour? He heard him. So the man, he said, here I am, O Messenger of Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said, when the trust is gone, when the trust is wasted, wait for the hour to be established. So the man, he said, how is the trust going to be wasted? How is the trust going to be gone? He said, when matters are entrusted to people who are not suitable for those matters, wait for the hour to come. What this means, Barakallah Fikum, when the amana is lost, this is from the signs that the day of judgment is very near. When, the, when people are no longer trustworthy. As the Prophet ﷺ, he said, لا إيمان لمن لا أمانة له. That whoever does not have trust or fulfill the trust, he has no faith, meaning he is deficient in his faith. The amana is something big in Islam, and the people, بارك الله فيكم, we are commanded to fulfill the trust when we are entrusted. And from the signs of the munafik, as the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, he said, إذا تمنى خان. That when he is entrusted, he betrays the trust. The sign of the hypocrite. So, when the trust are lost, and individuals are trusted who shouldn't be trusted, and then those who are trustworthy, they are not trusted. The affairs are flipped, as they say, upside down. So when the amana is lost, then the hour is near. Another narration 
The Prophet said, يَنَامُ الرَّجُلُ النَّوْمَ فَتُقْبَضَ الْأَمَانَ مِنْ قَلْبِهِ That a person, he will go to sleep, and during his sleep, the amana will be removed from his heart. That's how times will, will get. When the people, they, they lose the affair of the trust. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, لا تقوم الساعة حتى تأخذ أمتي بأخذ القرون قبلها شبرا بشبرا وذراعا بذراعا فقيل يا رسول الله كفارس والروم فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم ومن الناس إلا أولئك The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he stated that the hour will not be established until this ummah will behave in the manner of the previous generations. Or they would take to follow their way, or take to follow in the way of the previous nations. Step by step, or hand by hand, and arm span by arm span. I mean, you, whatever they do, if they step one, we're going to step in that same spot. The Sahaba, they said, are you talking about the Persians and the Romans? The Prophet said, who else? Except for those individuals. This here, Barakallah Fikum, it shows that from the signs of the hours that you're going to find the Muslims following the ways of the non-Muslims. In other narrations mentions Al-Yahud wa Nasara Are you talking about the Jews and the Christians? The Prophet said Faman, who else other than them? One narration mentions That even if someone from, from them Was to have relations with his mother Somebody from this ummah is going to do the same thing That's how much you'll find Muslims Following the non-Muslims the Prophet, in one narration, the Prophet said, if they was to go into the hole of a lizard, we go right behind them. And this is not every single Muslim, but you will find Muslims who do follow the ways of the non-Muslims. And the Prophet sallallahu he mentioned, man tashabbaha biqawman minhum. That whoever imitates the people, he is from them. So it was important that we imitate the Prophet sallallahu and our mannerisms, and our character, our worship, our belief. You know, in our uh, practices and holidays and the likes. That which is specifically for the non-Muslims, we should not follow them in those affairs. Their religious affairs, their beliefs, their acts of worship, their holidays. We don't follow them in that. As Allah Azawajal, He mentions from the sifat of Ibadul Rahman, وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَشْهَدُونَ الزُّورِ and those who do not witness falsehood. If you go back into the books of Tafsir, they will say, Azur here is Ayyadul Kufar, the celebrations and the holidays of the non-Muslims. We should not observe their celebrations and their holidays. We have our own. As the Prophet ﷺ, when he came to Medina, he found the people celebrating two days. And he asked them, what are these days I find you celebrating? And they mentioned that these were days of celebration prior to Islam. And the Prophet ﷺ said, leave these days, for Allah has exchanged them for two days better than these, uh, those days. Eidul Fitr and Eidul Adha. The two Eids. This was the exchange. This is the alternative. So we as Muslims, we have our own holidays. We have the two Eids. Every Jumu'ah is an Eid. Also the day of Arafah is an Eid. So as Muslims, we have our own days of celebration and days of gathering and the likes. So there's no need for us to follow that which is with the non-Muslims. 
as the Prophet ﷺ prohibited the Sahaba from following those days of celebration that they had prior to Islam. Another sign from the signs of the hour Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam La tukumu sa'a Hatta yakthura fikum al-mal Fayafidha hatta yuhim rabba al-mal Man yakbal minhu sadaqata Wa hatta ya'ridahu Fayakunu al-ladhi ya'ridahu alayhi La araba li La araba li Abu Huraira, he mentions that the Prophet ﷺ, he stated that the hour will not be established until there is an abundance of wealth amongst the Muslims. So this shows that there's going to come a time when the Muslims will be rich. And there will be so much money amongst the Muslims, the person who has money, he wants to give sadaqah, but he don't know who to give the sadaqah to. So then he finds someone to give him the sadaqah and the person says, I don't have no need for it. Because everybody has money at that time. Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar, he states that this hadith indicates or points to three different situations. Number one, إلى كثرة المال That there will be an abundance of wealth. He says, وَقَدْ كَانَ ذَلِكَ فِي زَمَنِ الصَّحَابَةِ And that was in the time of the Sahaba. وَمِنْ ثَمَّ قِيلْ فِيهِ يَقْثُرْ فِيكُمْ So from that, the Prophet said, there will be an abundance of wealth amongst you. And then the second situation, that this wealth will be widespread. That the people will be basically rich. And everyone will have his own wealth and no one will be in need of the wealth of others. And then the last matter is there will be no one to accept the sadaqah. Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar, he stated that it's possible... That this last matter, that when there's no one to accept the sadaqah, this is possibly at the time yani, when the fire will come out. And the people will be busy with the affair of the resurrection. Because this is one of the last signs, that the fire will come, and it will push the people on the earth to one place. And then a judgment will be established upon those people. Wallahu a'ala. Another sign from the signs. لا تقوم الساعة حتى يبعث دجالون كذابون قريبا من ثلاثين كلهم يزعم أنه رسول الله. The Prophet ﷺ he stated that the hour will not be established until the liars will be sent out, the habitual liars. And there will be about 30. And all of them claiming to be the messenger of Allah. And we have individuals who have claimed to be the messenger of Allah. From Musaylima, uh, Al-Kadhab, and Aswad Al-Ansi. And then you had the likes of Ghulam Ahmed. You had the likes of Elijah Muhammad. These individuals all claim to be the messenger of Allah. But the Prophet Muhammad wasallam is the last prophet and messenger. And anyone who claims to be a prophet and messenger after the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he is considered to be a dajjal kadhab, because he's claiming that he is a prophet and messenger. And Allah Azza wa Jal described him as khatim al nabiyyin. He is the seal of the prophets, and every messenger is a prophet, but not every prophet is a messenger. So whoever claims to be a messenger, he is claiming to be a prophet. 
And anyone who claims to be a prophet, then this individual is considered to be a Dajjal according to the Prophet wasallam. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam He said bayna yaday as-sa'ah yadhhar riba wazina wal khamar Then right before the hour riba zina and khamar will be apparent Interest or the taking of interest, the consuming of interest, the practice of illegal sexual intercourse, and the consumption of intoxicants. These three matters are from the major sins. Riba, zina, and shurb al-khamar. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned... لَيَأْتِيَنَّ عَلَى النَّاسِ زَمَانٌ لَا يُبَالِي الْمَرْءُ بِمَا أَخَذَ الْمَالِ أَمِنْ حَلَالًا أَمْ مِنْ حَرَامٌ The Prophet ﷺ said that there will come a time upon the people that a person, he would not care where he take his money from. Whether it is from the halal or whether it is from the haram. He doesn't care. And these three matters mentioned in the previous hadith is where people make money. Riba, people make money off of interest. Zina, people make money off of zina. And al-khamr, intoxicants. These matters become widespread because these are means that people use to attain wealth. And these individuals are from the worst of the people. As the Prophet mentions, لا يبالي المرض بما أخذ من حلال أم من حرام that the person doesn't care. He don't care. He doesn't care what Allah has legislated because his focus is money. So he doesn't care where he takes the wealth from, whether it is from the halal or the haram. It's all the same to him. And you have some individuals who prefer the haram because the money comes quicker, as they say. You speak to some of the brothers about the selling of khamar and the lotto and the likes, and they say that if they take it out of the store, then they won't make as much money. But people have to be patient upon the halal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are razzaq. Allah is the, the provider, the off provider. And the person has to have husnul dhan billah azza wa jal. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ تَرَقَ شَيْءٍ لِلَّهِ عَوَّذَهُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا مِنْ That whoever leaves something for the sake of Allah, Allah will replace it with something better. So if you leave off the haram for Allah's sake, wallahi Allah is going to give you better than what you left off. But you have to believe that. You have to have good thoughts about Allah in your heart. You can't think that if I don't sell this beer, if I don't... Uh, sell the lottery Or if I don't sell the drug paraphernalia Right Especially like here in New York City In the, in the 80's and the 90's The drug paraphernalia was sold by the Muslims To the drug dealers Who were selling drugs Destroying the communities But the money was coming in fast Because the drugs were selling fast and the person probably thought that if I don't do this, there's no other way for me to make money to take care of my family back home. No, Allah Azza wa Jal is the provider. Look at how the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'een, they left their land and their homes and their wealth in Mecca and migrated to Medina with nothing. But they migrated for the sake of their religion. And Allah Azza wa Jal enriched them when they got to Medina. And provided for them. In the beginning the Muslims struggled. But with them being consistent in worshipping Allah, Allah opened up the dunya for them. 
So one has to have good thoughts about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not have the attitude that he doesn't care where he takes his wealth from, whether it is from the halal or the haram. Naam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stated, لا تكون مساعة حتى يكثر الحرج قالوا وما الحرج يا رسول الله قال القتل القتل The Prophet sallallahu said the hour will not be established until al-harj is widespread They said O Messenger of Allah what is al-harj? He said killing, killing I mean there will be a lot of, one of the signs of the day of judgment that there will be a lot of killing that will take place. In one narration, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that a person will kill somebody and he doesn't even know why he killed the person. And then the one who got killed doesn't know what he was killed for. And we live in, in those times. A lot of senseless killing. This is from the signs that the Day of Judgment is near. Another narration, the Prophet said, إِنَّ بَيْنَ يَدَيِ السَّاعَ الْحَرُجِ قُلْنَا وَمَا الْحَرُجِ قَالَ الْقَتْلَ الْقَتْلَ حَتَّى يَقْتُلَ الرَّجُلَ جَارَهُ وَبَنَ عَمِّهِ وَأَبَاهُ SubhanAllah The Prophet said, before the hour is established, there will be al-haraj. They said, what is al-haraj? He said, killing, killing to the point that a man will kill his neighbor. And he will kill his own cousin. And a man will kill his own father. Senseless killing. This is from the signs of the day of judgment. It's time for the other. Oh, yeah. The last narration, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned. لا تقوم ساعة حتى يقبض العلم وتقثر الزلازل ويتقارب الزمان وتظهر الفتن ويقثر الحرج وهو القتل القتل حتى يقثر فيكم المال فيفيض وفي رواية لا تقوم ساعة حتى يتقارب الزمان فتكون السنة كالشهر والشهر كالجمعة وتكون الجمعة كاليوم ويكون ويكون اليوم كالساعة. The Prophet sallallahu he mentioned that the hour will not be established until knowledge is taken away, and then there will be a lot of earthquakes, and the time will be very near or short, and then trials and tribulations will appear, and there will be a lot of killing, and then there will be a lot of wealth spread widespread amongst you. Another narration: the hour will not be established until the time is short. Where the year will be like a month, and the month will be like a week, and the week will be like a day, and the day will be like an hour. Now, every time you look up Juma, these are signs of the Day of Judgment. Inshallah ta'ala, we will stop at this point, and whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, and whatever is incorrect, it is from myself, wa subhanahu wa bihamdik. أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت استغفرك وأتوب إليك